So now we got to figure it out. All I got to do is just keep it turned the right way, and then it don't do that. That's simple, isn't that something? Yeah, pretty weird. Anyway, I used to do it the other way. Now I got to do it this way. So oh, that's the way it works. Put the, uh, was it First Timothy? Amen. Second Timothy, I mean. Second Timothy 3, 1. There we go. But know this. Everybody say, know this. Look at your neighbor and say, you gots to know it. Amen. Know this, that in the last days, or as the days progress, as the days move ahead, amen, perilous times will come. It's inevitable, all right? Perilous times will come. The word perilous there means difficult, fierce, or ferocious. Uh, means times of stress. In fact, some of your cross-references might even say times of stress. Amen. It means the reducing of strength or reducing the strength of. All right, and that's what it means. So, um, so in the last days, uh, there are things that are going to come that try to create stress. And so what we've been doing uh, this year, uh, you know, since the beginning, since January, we've been ministering on midweek services, at least my time with you on midweeks, been uh, talking about living a stress-free life. Amen. And uh, I have found over the years that the more you hammer on stuff, the more you get it. Amen. So we just, what we've been doing, coming at it from about every angle you can think of, and so... Uh, several uh, uh, weeks ago, started talking about uh, following God because one of the keys in remaining stress-free is, is following the leadings of God. And God wants to lead you and wants to direct you. Amen. And so uh, we talked about uh, the steps of Abraham, a little bit about that, how he followed God, and then also talked about where he you know, didn't quite follow God. And then what happens, it brought nothing but stressful moments. Amen, Right. And we talked about, I think, last time with you, uh, talked about, came out, talking about Paul, the life of Paul through the book of Acts, and just how many different ways that God communicated and talked to him, and uh, I don't know what it was, like eight or nine different ways, just in the book of Acts alone. I'm sure that's not all the ways that God will communicate, but that at least gave you kind of a variety of showing you how God, uh, you know, if God needs to get something to you, it's amazing how God can. Come on now. If you're listening. Come on now. Amen. So uh, anyway, we've been talking about following God. I'm going to talk some more about that tonight. Uh, anyway, so uh, times of stress come in these last days. And if uh, we're not going to follow God, guarantee you, you're going to live a life of stress. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Look at your neighbor saying, no stress here. Amen. Okay, so with that said, let's go to John 10. John 10, we're going to start there, and hopefully we're going to end there. Uh, so uh, John 10, touched on it briefly the last time we talked, uh, but I want to read it, and then, we'll, like I said, we'll start here, and we'll come back here in the end. All right, so uh, John 10, verse 3, please. But to him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. Everybody say, they hear his voice. Hear his voice. And it says here, it says, and he calls his own sheep by name. Isn't that good? Uh, he knows everyone, amen, he calls, he bids, amen, there's a bidding or a calling, a prompting, a leading, all right, uh, he calls his own sheep by name, and he, he says he leads them out, praise God, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow, everybody say they follow, follow. all right, so you got you to gotta hear, you got to have an ear to hear it, come on somebody, and then you got to be willing to follow it, right, right? come on now, so his, the word says his sheep uh, you know, uh, can hear his voice and follow. Praise God. It says, for they know, everybody say no. no, they know his voice, yet they will by no means follow a stranger. Amen. In other words, stranger there actually just means uh, uh, another, the voice of another. Okay. 
So uh, they would no, by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know or uh, do not know the voice of stranger. In other words, they know his voice, but not the voice of a stranger. Amen. So praise God. So uh, we're we're his sheep, and we should be you know we should know his voice. Come on, right? Yes. Amen. I'll talk more about that a little bit. Uh, know his voice. We should uh, then you know hear that voice and follow that voice. Sounds pretty key, right? You know, if you're not going to follow, then, you know, come on. Then uh, we're probably going to end up somewhere we don't want to. And I guarantee you, there's probably going to be a roadway leading to nothing but stress. Come on now. All right. So, uh, anyway, uh, verse 10. Let's go ahead and read that because I think it's, it's a, you know, when you kind of, you know, see this in context, uh, verse 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. In other words, that one that's coming to try to, you know, trying to maneuver, manipulate, uh, lead you astray, whatever, somehow deceive you. So it's that other voice coming, trying to pull you another direction. In other words, that thief comes except to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. How many like that? Yeah. Huh? Might have life, comma, and that they may have it more abundant. Amen. In other words, the God kind of life, the abundant life, amen. The life we're all called to, praise ye the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I like, I like life. Amen. I like the fact that one day I'm going to heaven. I like life. Come on, somebody. But I kind of like that, you know, on the other side of the comma there, the, the more abundant life. Amen. So that's a life, praise God, that while you're here on earth, you might as well enjoy it. You might as well, you might as well live the life you're called to live. You might as well have God, uh, you know, reigning in every area of your life. Come on, somebody. Everybody say, I like abundant life. All right, now, praise God. So, if, uh, you know, the, the contingency really in this, if you kind of look at, at John 10 here, the contingency comes into this thing about hearing and following. Okay, so if you're going to follow the other voice, if you're going to follow, you know, the, 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 the liar, the thief, the, uh, you know, the deceiver, if you're going to follow the, uh, you know, the voice of another, then chances are you're not going to end up in an area of life and life abundant. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Are you still with me? Yeah. Let's give you another example of that real quick so we can get into what we have today. Uh, so let's go to uh, Deuteronomy uh, 28. I think I might have even touched on this one the last time. Now, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice. Everybody say the voice. voice. All right. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now, I'm just, I, I'm just throwing this out here because, you know, pretty soon you read on and you think he's just talking about like the Ten Commandments or something. Okay. But he's talking about he's speaking. He's talking. Amen. All right? So you shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God and observe carefully all his commandments. That word there just means utterances, okay? Which I command you today. In other words, if God says, stop worrying about it. How many know that's not just a friendly suggestion? Come on, somebody. He's actually, that's an utterance from God saying, stop worrying. You know, know, the Spirit of God says, hey, how about shut your mouth? You ever had the Spirit of God tell you that? Nobody has? Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about if the you know, Spirit of God says, how about you just be kind? Yeah. Come on now. That's, a, that's an utterance from God. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's obviously scriptural. Amen. Come on, somebody. But if he speaks that to you, you know, it's, the, it's not just the, the hearing only, but it's the obeying the voice. Amen. It's following the voice. Come on now. That brings you into a, the blessing is what he's talking about here, right? Commandment which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Verse 2. Here we go. And all these blessings. Everybody likes the blessings. I like the blessings. You like the blessings. Yoo-hoo for the blessing. Hallelujah. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Why? 
Well, because you obey the voice. Right? This is what's key here, right? And, uh, you know, I don't think I gave him the verse 15, but verse 15 says just the opposite. Maybe I did. Okay. But it shall come to pass if you don't obey the voice. Oh, ooh, everybody go, ooh. ooh. Yeah, don't obey the voice. What happens? Uh, it says to observe it, uh, uh, carefully all his commands and his statutes, uh, which I command you today. Everybody say today because that's pretty key. Everybody say today. Yeah. All right. That means he's talking daily. That all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Then, of course, it lists them on for about the next 50 verses. And, uh, you know, and if you kind of, you know, uh, I thought about taking some time, you know, down the road here going through the curses just to show you what is of the curse. Yeah. No, nobody likes the curse. But, you know, you'd be amazed at what's listed as a curse. Financial problems, health problems, kid problems, marriage problems, family problems. They're all listed under the curse. So he says if you don't follow God, then what happens, all this problems, all these, here we go, just in, in light of what we've been talking about, all these stressful things begin to occur in our life because we just don't follow God. You still with me? Uh, maybe one more. Do uh, Hebrews uh, 3, verse like 7 or something like that. There it is. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit has said, today, today, everybody say today. There it is. Today, if you will hear His voice. Now, He says this multiple times in His in chapter 3 and chapter 4, you know, today if you'll hear his voice. That's a, he's quoting out of the scriptures there. He says, today, if you hear it. In other words, God wants to talk. He wants to commune with you on a daily basis, praise God. Amen. Now, sometimes we think when God talks, it's always, thus saith the Lord thy God. How many know sometimes it's like, uh, you know, hey, how about just straighten up? Huh? How about be nice to your neighbor? You know, kind of, you know what I'm saying? So, today if you will hear his voice, all right, now, um, I think what we'll do here, put uh, chapter 12 and verse 25 on this because we're going to kind of shift gears here. Okay, so now this is a, a, talking about the children of Israel, but he, now he puts together seeing what happened for the children of Israel and then kind of comparing that with now. And he said this, see that you do not refuse him who speaks. Everybody say refuse. refuse. That you do not refuse him who speaks, for if... They did, in other words, the children of Israel, if, for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. First off, he's talking. He's, you know, uh, he's bringing out in, in the book of Hebrews, he's, he wants to commune with his people on a daily basis. Come on, somebody. And it says, it's obviously speaking from heaven, so we know, we're, not, we're, not, you know, we're not confusing who's talking here. Right, But he said this, that the children of Israel, they turned their 11-day walk into a 40-year wilderness experience. was never intended by God to be in a wilderness for 40 years. That was never the plan of God. But it turned into 40 years because every time God would talk, they'd moan, groan, whine, gripe, disobey, reject it, refuse it. Come on, somebody. And so what happened then, next thing you know, they're, they're now just kind of cruising around in a wilderness. Does anybody hear me today? Yeah. So he brings out that now we, under, even under the new covenant, isn't that something? Even under the new covenant, uh, says that if you're, you know, you're going to refuse him who speaks, well, then you've you got to understand that, you know, that, that mess is, st just, is still out there. Now, that's not the plan of God. That's not the plan of God. Uh, for you to experience 
heartache and headache and backache and, come on now, financial ache and marriage ache and kid ache and all kinds of other aches. Anybody hearing me? But if we're not going to listen to God and then we're not going to follow when He does speak, then we're probably going to have a lot of mess. And that's what he's trying to bring out here, that you're not going to escape from that either. All right. So anyway, with that said, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk about just some areas here, um, really areas of what the Scripture talks about of, 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 of people that maybe were things, reasons why we don't follow. Because I think sometimes by seeing the flip side of this thing a little bit, uh, you know, it might, uh, it might change that. Turn that, that light, pull that light change it and then flick it back up or something because it's flickering here. So, amen. So, okay, so let's look at this here. See that you do not, what, refuse him. Everybody say refuse. refuse. Now, this word here means to reject. So that means that you could reject him who speaks. You could reject it. I mean, God's talking. Now, I'm going to maybe ask a question here, okay? Uh, you know, are you in pursuit of hearing from heaven? Or just hearing what you want to hear? That's, that's a, I mean, it's a valid question. Now, if, you, you know, if, you're, if you're going to hear it from heaven, then you're going to get some results that are going to be good, and you're giving God place. If you're, if you're not, well, then we're probably not going to have results we like, and really we're probably just giving the enemy place. So the blessing or the curse kind of come into that play, all right? Uh, you know, moving into your promised land or hanging out in the wilderness. That's the either or here. All right, so, uh, so uh, to reject, this word here means to reject, to refuse, to shun, to push off, just, just kind of giving you some definition here, to turn away from. Okay, in fact, if, uh, if you get a little further down that verse, that's what he says even, right? I think, it, and if we turn away from him who speaks, all right? So, uh, but it refers to like denial, uh, but it comes into this thing about things like disobedience, rebellion, refusal, or just to tell God no just because... You don't want nobody telling you what to do, uh, whatever. Because a lot of times that's true. You know, that's, that happens, right? You know, God minds your own business. Now, we probably not voice that out loud, but, but in, in our action, that's what we're saying. You know, in our rebellion or disobedience, what we're saying here. Now, look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad this isn't you. Now, come on, we're just seeing the other side of this, right? Come on now, because you've got to kind of see the other side of this thing. Because, you know, we might say, well, you know, I, I would never refuse God. Well, um, well, maybe we should define it. Come on, right? Okay, so anyway, give me, uh, let's put uh, 1 Timothy, uh, let's do a few verses here. 1 Timothy 1, verse 18 and 19, it says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made. In other words, things that were spoke over you, Timothy. All right, according to the prophe prophecy, in other words, words of the Lord were given to him. Uh, previously made concerning you that, that by them, those, those words, those things that were spoken over you, those words from God that He spoke to you are things that by them you may wage a good warf warfare. In other words, your, your warfare is based, I mean, if you want to win, well then, then hey, hook up to what God says and follow God, right? Come on, that's what He's saying here. All right, so verse, let's go verse 19. Having faith and a good conscience, which... Uh, some having rejected, here we go again, ever say rejected, okay, because you can reject it, right? Having faith, in other words, are you going to put faith, you know, and you're going you're gonna to have a good conscience towards what God said, in other words, you're going to follow God, or are you going to do your own thing? That's what he's saying here, okay, because some just made a decision, I, I'm just going to do what I want to do, okay, they, they, they override their conscience, come on, somebody, 
Uh, they, they put no, no faith in God. And so it says, which some have rejected concerning the faith. Then what happens? They suffer what? Shipwreck. And I don't know about you, but there ain't nothing good about the word shipwreck. Come on, somebody. But now this is New Testament. Come on, now this is Paul talking to Timothy. And he says, Timothy, you stick with it. You stay with it. All right, you've had things. God spoke some things about it. Now, about ministry to him and things about what he should be doing, what, he should, what he's called to do, and, 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 and direction and leading. And he says, regardless of the pressure, you've got to stick with this thing. You don't do that and you reject it like everybody else that has, you're going to just suffer shipwreck. All right, so uh, look at your neighbor and say, no shipwreck here. Amen. Are you still with me? Okay, first Samuel, put this up because there's an Old Testament uh, example here. Uh, this is uh, Samuel now talking uh, to Saul, King Saul, all right? And, and so Samuel said, Has the Lord of, uh, as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, this is 1 Samuel 15 and 22 here, as in obeying, in other words, in other words he has more delight in, in you just following what he says. He doesn't need a bunch of burnt offerings. Come on, somebody. And sacrifices because you blow it. Come on now. God would rather you not have to do all the offerings and all the sacrifices. He'd rather you just obey. Come on, because the reason for the offerings and the sacrifices is because we keep blowing it. We keep, you know, messing up, keep doing our own thing. Come on, so then we needed something to cover the sin. Come on now. Come on, right? And so that's, uh, and he says, listen, I have more delight in the obedience than I ever do in the sacrifices. All right, so come on now. So in obeying the voice of the Lord, everybody say the voice. He's talking, right? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to give heed, right, to give heed to what he says, than the fat of rams, all right? Verse 23, all right? In other words, that's the offering, or, okay, so anyway, or the sacrifice, pardon me. Uh, for rebellion, uh-oh, ooh, yuck, right? For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. You don't really stop think about that, and I didn't really want to, you know, take a whole lot of time and all that, but you think about rebellion, it's not just saying, I don't want to do it, you know? It's, it's manipulation, You know, and so that's why they compare it with the sin of witchcraft. Oh, I would never be involved with voodoo and witchcraft. Well, you get it all rebellious and going to do your own thing. It's, it's as if you're involved in that because it's all about, I'm going to do my thing. You like that? Anyway. <laughs> and stubbornness. Oh, yeah. Stubbornness. Well, I'm just stubborn. Well, stop it. Amen. Stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. I mean, you think about idolatry. Well, because it's all about you. Okay, all right. I, I didn't go over real good. But anyway, because you have <gasps> rejected. Everybody say rejected. Rejected the word of the Lord. Now, remember what God told him. God says you go in there, you, you take out Amalekites, take them out, everything. Out, because of what they did to his people. He was supposed to go. He had a job to do. Got in there and decided, well, we don't really want to do all that. I, 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 we don't do all that. We, you know, we could use this. We could use this. We could take this. We could take that. And we could probably use this at the camp. And we, hey, this would be cool to have. And, you know, and let's parade the king around like all the other kings do. And he was just all that kind of stuff. And, he, you know, he didn't do it. So God gave him a word to go do it. And he wouldn't do it. He only did what he wanted to do. Right? So you have rejected the word of the Lord, and it says then because of that, he has also rejected you from being king. So you're no longer, no longer going to carry that mantle. You're no longer going to remain in a high place like that, a blessed place like that, an anointed place like that, because you're too busy wanting to do your own thing. 
Wow, I'm glad we got through that one. Put Psalms 14. Let's throw this one in. This is just a good one to throw in here. A fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Uh, they are corrupt and they have done abominable works. There is none who does good. Now, um, you know, we've used this before. Um, uh, but the, the word there, actually, when you look in Hebrew, it, it says, uh, it doesn't say there is no God. It just says, no God. So a fool has some, you know, I'm going to talk about that maybe a little bit later, but a fool said in his heart, no, I ain't doing that. So that's pretty foolish, right? Anyway, so anyway, so rejecting. So you can reject the, uh, the, the word of God. You can reject the leading. So God's trying to lead you and walk you through things, and you're too busy just rejecting it because you don't like what he had to say. Are we doing okay? Yeah. Whew, got through that one. Let's try another one. Hebrews 2 and verse 1 here. Therefore, we must give more earnest heed. We must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard. In other words, we're not going to, you know, you can't let go of the things you've already heard, right? We all want that next great word. That's good, but don't let go of the things you've already heard, right? Lest we what? Uh-oh. Lest we drift away. In other words, you can. Remember, it's New Covenant. Here we go. Verse 2. All right. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and even transgression and disobedience received a just reward. In other words, if that's what happened before, here we go, verse 3, here we go. How shall we escape, saying kind of the same thing as he said in chapter 12, how shall we escape if we, here we go, this time it uses the word neglect, if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed to us or to us by those who heard him. Amen. So obviously, he's talking to a people who heard. God's talking. God's communicating. They've heard. But this group here says it says that he uses the word neglect. Okay. So he's talking. They neglect. Now it says so great a salvation. It's talking about in other words, the word that he's speaking is trying to bring you to a place of deliverance and breakthrough. Come on. The word salvation just means total deliverance. It's not talking about just a born-again experience here. That's not what that's bringing out. It's talking about, man, you want God to bring you into a breakthrough, bring you into a deliverance, to bring you into, you know, this thing, uh, you know, somehow get, uh, you know, some, some turnaround in this area of your life. God starts talking and communicating to you about it, and then you just neglect it. See, that's what he's talking about, all right? So uh, let's look at uh, this, the, the word neglect here, okay? The word neglect... Because, by the way, that's the next one here. So there's rejecting it or neglecting it, the next one. We can, we can uh, not follow God based on just neglect, okay? Which means a fa to fail to give proper attention to or to make light of, okay, is what it means. And you do this through things like procrastination, uh, too busy, it's not convenient, Come on now. We've all, been, we've all seen this happen. Or, and this is where sometimes even the making of excuses kind of comes into this. You have an excuse for everything. So what you, all you're doing is you're just neglecting it. You're, not, you don't, you're making light of the word of the Lord, the leading of God. You're not giving proper attention to it. All right. So let's look at a, a couple verses here. Put Luke 14 up there, if you will. Verse 16. Are you doing okay? Yeah. Are you glad you came out on a Wednesday night? Yeah. All right. About half of you there. Uh, let's try that again. Just, let's see. Just make the pastor feel good. Y'all glad you came out on a Wednesday night? 
All right, there you go. All right, just had a little insecure moment there. Amen. All right, so here we go. And then he said to him, a certain man uh, gave a, a great uh, supper, pardon me, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many. All right, we've all, we know this parable here. Verse 17, uh, this is Luke 14 here. And sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come! For all things are now ready. Now, this is, a, this is a type, okay? This is a parable Jesus is talking about here, all right? All right, so, but they all, with one accord, began to make excuses, all right? The first uh, said to him, I have uh, bought a, a piece of ground, and I must go and, and see it, okay? Well, I guess your ground's more important, okay? I, I asked, uh, ask you to, excuse, to have me excused, all right? Verse 19, come on now. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and am going to go test them, right? And, and I asked you to have me excused. And verse, was the next one? Verse 20. Still another said, I have married a wife and, and therefore I cannot come. I've heard that one. I've heard of probably all of them because when you start thinking about business and... Anyway, anyway, we can go on and on. It's a, all the typology is, is crazy in there. But, but, but the bottom line is the, the same excuses today. All the same excuses. All right, so uh, let's see what, uh, what verse, uh, that, the last one I gave you on that. I want to give you then uh, on that same, before we get any further on that one, uh, the Matthew's account, the verse, how he, Matthew kind of words this, same story, but how Matthew words it. He says, but they made light of it. That's Matthew 22 and 5. They made light of it and went their way, uh, one to his own farm and another to his, his business, so that when you start looking at it, you know, when you go back, you start comparing all, you know, how the different disciples, how the disciples wrote it. Uh, you know, so he's, one's dealing with family or marriage, one's dealing with business, one's dealing with the work around the farm or what, the job or whatever. Kind of, and, you know, so it, it's amazing. The same excuses today. The point is, is they're making light of it. Come on now. So God's talking, communicating, but we're too busy. We have an excuse uh, we're making light of it. We're not, uh, we're, we're, we're not giving proper attention to it. We procrastinate. We're too busy. Uh, it's not convenient. It doesn't fit my schedule. It doesn't, doesn't work on my, what do you call them? Day planner. Day planner. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Right? It, it doesn't work on my day planner. Sorry. Well, God doesn't care about your day planner. God's wanting to bring, bring you in, into your, your promised land, bring you into the blessing, bring you in into a stress-free living, and you're too busy worried about your, your time schedule. Anybody hear what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's stuff, it, it's, 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 it still fits us today. Come on. All right, all right, all right. Let's try another one. Let's see if we can find one that you like. Uh, Matthew 12, put that one up there. Matthew 12, here we go, 38. Put that... Uh, then uh, some of the, in fact, I'm going to turn to this one. All right, Matthew 12, hallelujah, and 38, please. Let's see here. Are you doing all right? All right, Matthew 12 and 38. It says, then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, or say answered, they answered him, because he, he just got done talking about some things, all right? They answered him, saying, teacher, we want to see a sign from you. Okay, we want to see a sign, Okay. And the uh, problem was, um, the whole thing in context, um, he just got done delivering a demon-possessed, blind, and mute man. <laughs> just got done. Just right there. Okay, uh, a demon-possessed, I mean, the full, full, full meal deal. This guy had the full meal deal on the other side. Come on now. Demon-possessed, blind, and mute. Come on now. 
and he gets delivered. And the word, uh, you know, this is early on in the chapter here, uh, the word says that the multitudes obviously saw it because they were all amazed at what this man has done, the works of God. And then somebody said, well, you know, he does that, you know, he does that by the spirit of Beelzebub, you know. He casts out devils because, you know, he has a devil. So in other words, come on now, they saw it happen. They were right there. So he goes into a deal. He kind of explains everything, just kind of really calls them out on the carpet and deals with it. And then he gets done doing it, and, they, and then they have the nerve to say, Shh, you know, Shh, if you're really of God, show us a sign. Right? Come on, this stuff still goes on. Come on, this stuff still is still it's still relevant to us today. Are you still with me? Okay, so here's the third one. So the first one, rejecting it, uh, neglecting it. How about this? We just ignore it. Because that's exactly what they were doing. And put it another one. I think I have another one, like Matthew, there it is, 16. That's another time they did it. And then the Pharisees and Sadducees came and tested him, asked him uh, that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he just got done feeding the 4,000. And before that, they had a miracle service. And they were bringing all kinds of people to him. Come on. Now remember, the Pharisees and said these people were following him everywhere he went. They didn't just, you know, just show up that day. They were following him from place to place and trying to trip him up, trying to mess with him. Come on, somebody. Through envy, jealousy, I don't know, whatever. Okay. But, but they're trying to trip him up. So again, they're saying, show us a sign. He just got done feeding 4,000 people. And had a miracle service right before that. That's where all the 4,000 people came from. Because he had a miracle service. And everybody's coming, being healed and delivered. And by that time, you know, because everything going on, we have, it said 4,000 people had shown up by that time. Come on, somebody. And then it's like, let's feed them. We better feed them. (laughs) Hey, uh, if you're really from heaven, show us a sign. It just did. All right. Well, anyway, so everybody say ignored. Sometimes we ignore it, right? That just means to avoid or to evade it, to disregard, to take no notice, okay? Didn't see it or didn't want to see it. Come on, doesn't apply to me. No accountability. Doesn't apply to me. No, it doesn't apply to me. Well, it, it probably does. Come on, somebody. We just want to ignore something. Come on, so sometimes God's leading us and talking to us about things, and we just want to ignore it because, you know, I just, I just, I should have probably pulled out the verse there, Timothy, we he's talking about, you know, they have itching ears, right? Yeah, you know, I think that's a pretty, pretty valid thing, because if you ever just scratch your ear while somebody's talking to you, you hear about every other word. Really, I mean, just try it. No, not now, but sometimes. <laughs> That's just the truth, you know. You, uh, you have itching ears. You just want to hear what you want to hear. And, oh, like, that don't apply to me. That, uh, that must be for somebody else. That's probably for, that's probably for Pastor Trudy. She needed to hear that. <laughs> huh? Come on now. Instead of just say, taking things and being open and saying, all right, God, and then not only hearing it, but, but being a follower. Come on now. You'd be amazed at how many things in our life we'd avoid if we just, you know, in these little things, just, just follow God. Yeah. All right? Not ignore every time God starts talking to you. Okay, let's find another one. Let's see if we can find something here, all right? So there's rejecting it, neglecting it, ignoring it. Let's try another one. How about just being offended at it? 
Some people just get offended. Uh, maybe that won't go. Maybe I should skip that one. No, Matthew 13. We better do that one. So we're right there in Matthew. Let's go Matthew 13, but per, verse 54. When he had come to his own country, uh, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom? Right? So obviously he's communicating, he's talking to them. Right? And these mighty works. So not only he's talking, he's, he's doing things. Verse 55, please. Matthew 13 here. Uh, is, is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, uh, Simon, and Judas? Huh? Come on, we, you know, his sisters, are they not all with us? I mean, you know, and where did this man get all these things? Who does he think he is? You know, he's just some, he's just some you know, carpenter's son. So they were offended at him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Is that right? Verse 58, too. I think we have one more. Now, he did not do many. I thought this is worthy of reading. He did not do many mighty works there. Why? Because of their unbelief, right? They wouldn't believe it, but the word says they got offended. Okay, now this word offense means made to stumble, ensnared or trapped, all right? And... Um, in fact, uh, the, the implication is the picture shown is like it's like a, literally like a, a, like a bear trap or something. So that you, you step in this thing and it... Because that's what a fence will do. And then, you, you know, you only get as far as the chain. Because that's all the further you're going to go because a fence has locked you down. We think we can go on and just still be... Well, I, you, know, I, I just, you know, I just don't like... I don't, uh. But everything else is going to be fine. No, no, no. That, that offense right there now is hindering you in all areas of your life now because you're allowing it now. and it's a, You're trapped or ensnared. Come on now. Right? And then what happens, you think you're going to go on in life and keep growing and doing, and you're not. And, and then most of the time you'll find out that, that, that offense right there has got you so hung up, you can't even hear God about other things. Woo! I'm kind of glad we didn't skip this one. <laughs> Amen. So how, how does this all happen? Well, uh, by fault finding. Um, excuses can come in here again. Uh, to justify or defend oneself. Uh, you always feel, everybody, when they're offended, they always feel they're justified. And, 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 and the Word says, you know, there's offenses out there. Jesus said, you know, every day, offense is out there. You can be offended at anything you want to be offended at. We can get offended at the, you know, the school. We can get offended at the church. We can get offended at our family. We can get offended at our spouse. We can get offended at you know, you know, the, uh, you know, the government. We can get offended at everything. You know, we get offended at the, at the company and the business and, and the store and, and that clerk that's, that's at the store. And, and we get offended at that person that pulled out in front of us. Ah, I hate that guy. We get offended at all kinds of stuff. Somebody says something. God says, and the idea, remember, in context now of everything, is God is trying to communicate. God says something, you don't want to hear it, and it just makes you mad. You ever had God say something that made you mad? That makes me mad. Why don't you go bother Phil? Leave me alone. Hmm? If you don't watch, you get offended. You can get offended at God. You can get offended at God. And the whole time, God's trying to walk you through things, talk, amen, and you just, because you, wouldn't, you don't want to give heed, you just want to be offended. You get mad and offended at everything. And so you've been made to stumble now, 
And uh, so anyway, uh, put a Matthew 11. Let's look at a couple verses. And Matthew 11 and 6 says this, and, be, and uh, blessed is he who is not offended because of me. That's Jesus talking. Blessed is the person who's not offended because of me. What? Because the opportunity to be offended at Jesus is pretty big. <laughs> it is. It's huge. Because he's always saying stuff. And he gets in my business. He gets involved in my marriage and involved in my child raising and get involved in my finance. And he gets involved and he tries to get involved with everything. And wants me to grow up and wants me to be different in something. And, ah, oh, God, what more do you want? God, I got saved. I went to church. I gave one time. Right? Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. And then, yeah, you're all offended. And the truth, the word talked about the truth offending. But I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear what you're saying. So what happens, you get offended at it, and it trips you up, all right? Let's look at another one, John 6. Is it, it, uh, listen, there's, we're not just looking, you know, pulling something out of our hat here. It's out there. It's in there. We see it in Scripture, and you've got multiple references on all of these. Therefore, uh, many of his disciples, now what happened, he just got in talking about, uh, you know, eating his flesh and drinking his blood, talking about, come on, it's all covenant talk, and they all got, they all got mad at him because, how, you know, your, your sayings are weird, dude. Just like, ooh. Therefore, many of his disciples, everybody say his disciples. disciples. See, many of, many, there's many of his disciples, when they heard this said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand this? Verse 61, when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said, this is what he said. See, he didn't just look at it, well, you know, come on now, let's, let's let's not be upset, let's not complain. He said, does this offend you? See, when you start to complain about something and gripe about something, remember this is what happened to the children of Israel. Jesus brought it up. I mean, the, 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 the Lord brought it out. They murmured and griped in their tents. They thought just because they were, you know, at home with their spouse, because when you get behind closed doors, that really dates me. But anyway, we think just because we, we're in the house, King's X, we can say what we want to say at home. We can say what we want to say when we're just in the car with our loved one. And you're complaining, you're murmuring, you're griping. What it is, see, it's usually a sign of offense. Well, I just don't like what they said. Well, it happened. Well, I just don't like you. Well, it happens. <laughs> I don't know why I'm a nice guy. And Jesus is even nicer than me. But they all got offended at him. So, you know, you know, so, you know, the story goes on and he, you know, goes and explains a few things and just he didn't he didn't say, "Oh, no, 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 come back, come back, come back. Oh, oh, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me." Oh, I'll change it. I'll say something different. Let's see if I can say it nicer. Or let's just see if I can have a different example that you'll like. 
No, he just said, I think it was something about, I think it was something about don't let the door hit you on the way out or something. <laughs> okay, maybe he didn't quite say that. See, that's why I said he's nicer than I am. But anyway, but what he did say then, he looked at the others that didn't go, and he looked at them and said, you want to go too? All because of an offense. Well, offense don't get nothing done. I don't know if you know that, but offense, if there's offense, you're not going to get anything done because you're, you're offended. So you, we're just not going to get anywhere. We're not going to get anything done. That's why he looked at them and said, you want to go too? And you all want to be offended and I, we're done here because we ain't going to get anywhere. Why? Because bear trap. <laughs> And you ain't going anywhere but as far as that chain. As far as the enemy will let you go, that's about as far as you're going to get. Come on, somebody. Come on now. Anybody still with me? Boy, I'm so glad you came out on a Wednesday night. You should wait till next week what I got for you. No, it's, we'll, we'll get this one out of the way, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, so uh, let's, let's see. What else do I got here on this? Do I have any more? I think I, let's go to the last one here, or, or one of the last ones here. I guess we're not totally done. Matthew 7, put that one up. Okay, so let's, uh, by rejecting it, by neglecting it, by ignoring it, by being offended. How about, how about just by being just foolish? Come on, we've all been here, right? So this is Jesus talking now, okay? Uh, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine does not do them. So in other words, you know, I'm talking to you and you don't want to do them. You're hearing it, but you're not doing it. He says, you'll be like a foolish man. Okay? And, and that foolish man, see, he built his house on the sand. Now, in context, you know, he, he's talking about, you know, the wise and the foolish, because prior to that, he's talking about the guy that, that hears and then follows. He's building a house, and his house was built on the rock. Right? Because he's not only hearing, but he's doing. So the only difference between the, the house being built on the sand versus the house being built on the rock was they both heard, but one did and one didn't. That was the difference. The, a storm came to both. Come on. Because there's always going to be some, some form of pressure out there, something that's going on. Come on now. And the problem is it's in the pressure, it's in the problem, it's in the storm. Come on now. That we find out that we were just building on sand. Come on now. Whew. So the rain descended, floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And what happens? And great was its fall. In other words, his, his, uh, his house was going downstream. And it was all the only difference, the only difference, see, the wise and the foolish, in context, talking about the wise and the fool, okay, so the only difference was the wise heard what he was saying and then did it, and then the fool didn't. That's the only difference. Come on, the only difference. And you can't say, well, I can't do that. No, the other guy did do it. Come on now. And, and you can do it. Come on now. But sometimes, you know, we just, we just get foolish, and so let's, let's define that. Okay, what he's talking about, it means to be irrational, void of sound judgment. Makes sense. Uh, by acting uh, without discretion uh, or any regard to divine order. Because it's all about what you want to do and how you want it. And if you stop and think about the person that built on the sand, well, I just I want things to move along. Well, don't we all? I mean, you know, you know, I, I, you know, like we always talk about, you know, I, I love the suddenlies. I love it. Woo, woo, hoo, you know, 
if something, but, but, you know, it seems like the suddenlies don't manifest quite as fast as I'd like them to, though. Am I right? I mean, sometimes, you know, woo, yeah, I love it. But, but sometimes, man, it's like, oh, I got to keep pressing. I got to keep resisting. Having done all to stand. Stand. Right? Well, I'm, I'm tired of standing. So let's get this thing done. So let's just go ahead and, and form a party and let's get this thing going. You do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. Let's just get this thing built and get out. Come on, we at least got a house. Come on now, let's go. But we, we probably should dig a little deeper. Oh, no, forget that mess. I mean, how often do storms really come by? I mean, do we really need footings? <laughs> Foundation? Ah! It doesn't matter. The house is all about the curtains. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, Proverbs 19. You can't talk about fool or rise without going into Proverbs. The foolishness of a man twists his way, and his heart frets against the Lord. Okay? Gets, you know, gets all worked up. Okay, God's trying to say, let's do this. I don't want to do that. I, I, I take too long. I want to skip some steps. Come on, right? That's what happens. I, well, you know, I, don't, I, I know all about all that. I'm just going to skip all that. Okay. All right, well, let's see. What do we got here? Let's, uh, how about chapter 12? This, I thought this was good. I threw this one. I thought this was a good one. Okay, whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, uh, you know, loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to, I had to put that one in here. Right? I mean, God's just trying to walk you through something. Don't do this. Man, what, what are you doing that for? Well, I don't want to listen to you. Well, it's foolish. Come on, right? And actually, to be stupid, is, it means to, you're acting foolish. All right, so anyway, praise God. Give me another one. Let's see what else I got. I think chapter 1. Let's look a little bit at chapter 1. The fear of the Lord, I love this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. See, brother, there is no fear of the Lord without doing. You can say all day long, I have a reverence and an awe of God, but you can't say you have a, the fear of the Lord or a reverence toward God if you ain't even willing to do what He asks you to do. See, the fear of the Lord begins with that. See, there's an instruction, there's something he says, and, 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 you know, somebody says, like somebody says, well, I'm submitted. Well, when everything's going good, yeah, it, it, you know, submission sounds awesome. Until the first time somebody says something you don't like. Because it, submission's only going to be tried in the pressure or in the test. I mean, really. You know, I'm going to, I'll follow God all the days. I'll follow you all the days of my life, Lord. I'll follow you every day unless you say something I don't like. All right. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. So let's go to the end of that chapter. Uh, there we go. Verse 29. That'll work. Because they hated knowledge. Because really the whole ch chapter 1 of Proverbs deals with all this. Because they hated knowledge and they did not choose the fear of the Lord. They did, God was trying to walk them through something. And they didn't want to hear it. All right. Okay, verse 30. Here we go. Uh, and they would have none of my counsel, and they despised my every, even my every rebuke. Have you ever been rebuked? And nobody likes to be rebuked. I don't know. I've never met anybody say, I just love rebuke. I love it when he beats me. <laughs> nobody. Not that God beats you, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Nobody loves to be rebuked. But, but in some rebuke, it's amazing what shifts and changes and how, you know, it moves you along in that area of your life that's been hanging you up forever. Now remember, let's not even lose sight of this. We're talking about stress-free living. Yeah. 
God's trying to move you towards stress-free living. And the reason you're all stressed out about this thing because you, you, you're doing this and you're hanging on to this and you're talking this and, you're, and God tries to say, stop saying that. Stop meditating on that. Stop looking at that. That's a rebuke. Somebody's got to think about it. I remember, you know, growing up with people that, that loved to worry. Worry about everything. There wasn't something, that, literally, they'd say, if there wasn't something to worry about, I'd be worried. Because there's something happening that I don't know about. That's, that's a terrible way to live. It's stressful. Come on, somebody. All right, anyway, verse 31. For they shall eat, here we go, they shall eat the fruit of their own way, the person I ain't going to listen, and be filled to the full with their own fancies. Verse 32. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. In fact, that word there, I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's a... Uh, uh, let's see here on that. Some translations word that a little different. It says, uh, the uh, prosperity of fools. I think is, how the, is that how the old King James words it? But the, what it's referring to is, the word actually means security. Okay, they put in their security in something other than God. That's what it's referring to. They turn away, you know, their slave, they, they're complacent, or their, their security, all right, they're putting security in everything else except the Word of God or what God's saying to them, okay? Let's not lose sight of it. not just talking about the written Word. We're talking about God communicating, okay? So that's what he's dealing with. So verse 33 now, because we all love verse 33. Whoever listens to me will dwell safely. Is that not a promise? And will be secure without fear of evil. But I need somebody to listen. I need somebody to listen and follow. Amen. And those that don't, that the whole prior, those verses prior, that's the people that won't listen and won't, won't give heed to what God says. All right? So they become foolish. All right? Irrational. They're void of sound judgment. All right? They don't regard any divine order whatsoever. All right? Now, so to reject it by neglecting it, by ignoring it, by being offended, by being foolish. How about this? How about just by not discerning? Sometimes we just, sometimes we miss it because we're just not discerning it right. Are you still with me? All right. I mean, we might, we probably have all been guilty of probably of several of those things, but sometimes this one might be probably more so than the most, at least for people that are trying to serve God and move forward in God, right? So with that said, we're going back to John 10, okay? And if we get kind of through some of this in John, then we can kind of spin off to what we have for next week because we're going to talk about, uh, you know, getting your, uh, you know, developing our hearing, all right, and getting our discerner where it needs to be. Come on, somebody. And there's a way to do that, all right? But we have to under, first understand, you know, you, gotta, you, you need to discern God's voice, all right? So again, John 10, put that back up there, verse 3. It says, To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name. So God's always trying to communicate with you, and he leads them out. Come on, so he's always trying to lead you. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they, here we go, for they know, everybody say they know, they know, they know his voice. Now, to hear the voice means to give audience to. In other words, it, come, it means to come to the ear, to hearken, okay? To follow means to accompany what's being said, 
or to be in the same way with. In other words, if God's going here, then that's where we are, right there. We're in the same roadway. Wherever God's heading, taking us, that's where we're going. So we're following. That's what it means, all right? To know, then, know the voice, all right? It talks about being aware, to perceive it, even in a sense, have, uh, have sight or see, to understand, to have knowledge of, surety, and literally means to discern, all right? So it refers to a keener and sharper perception, uh, to, to have uh, some sensitivity and to be dialed in or tuned in, however you want to word it. Uh, maybe sometimes that kind of dates us a little bit. Um, able to characterize his voice, it also refers to. Able to characterize it, okay? So that's why he says you, you know his voice and the voice of a stranger you, you won't know, right? In other words, you're characterizing, you know the difference, all right? All right, so anyway, that's, that's what he's bringing out here in that, in that. So let's go to, was it verse 5, then go ahead and throw that in there. Uh, but they will by no means follow a stranger or the voice of another, uh, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Amen. Or won't, they, they won't give heed to it, really. It's what it kind of brings out. All right, so anyway, so um, anyway, with that said, go to, uh, we're just going to back or go forward a couple chapters. You go to like John 12, and let's talk about this thing about discernment. Oh, just a little bit. We'll kind of, and again, it's going to spin us off for next week. Uh, now, my soul's trouble, and what shall I say? This is John 12 and 27. Father, save me from this hour. This is Jesus talking. But for this promise, I came to this hour. All right, verse 28. Father, glorify your name. He's talking, this is Jesus talking to the Father. Father, glorify your name. Uh, then a voice came from heaven, okay, saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Okay, now verse 29. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it, okay, so everybody, see, everybody's hearing something. Everybody's hearing something, all right? Uh, you know, everybody's, you know, obviously it was loud enough, it was vocal enough, everybody heard it. Am I right? All right, so. <clears throat> so. First one, how they hear it? They thought it had thunder. Okay, it must have been thunder. Well, I, it wasn't thunder, right? But to them, it sounded like thunder. So to them, see, what we got, this is a lot of times what happens. So we're talking about discernment, but a lot of times what happens is natural reasoning's getting away. You know, we want to discern things right, but we're too busy. It's it just natural reasoning, okay? Well, that couldn't have been God. That, 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 that just must have been thunder. You know, so natural reasoning. Okay, you try to explain things away, because a lot of times that's what's happening is God's talking, communicating, and we try we try to reason it away, explain it away. Anybody hearing me? Yes. I, I've seen this all happen a lot. Okay, it ain't you know it ain't like everybody going oh, it must have thundered. Nobody really says that, but but yet everybody's got their little reasoning that that couldn't have been God. You know, trying to lead me here. There's no way. Okay. So, uh, you know, so it was a coincidence. Quink it ink. Right? Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, that was just coincidence. No, it was God. (laughs) That's God trying to get something across to you here. No, 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 that was just coincidence. Okay, well, okay. So some people thought it thundered. Others said, here we go. So others are kind of thinking spiritual, right? An angel has spoken to him. How I many know it wasn't an angel? Okay, they're hearing something, but, but this group here probably a little bit more spiritually off. Come on, a little spiritually off. It's spiritual. 
Come on. It sounds spiritual. They say something and say, in Jesus' name. <laughs> that just made it spiritual. All right. All right. So it's spiritual, uh, but usually it's, it's, it's off here. And so usually that's based on like some immaturity or what we're going to refer, refer to as an undeveloped ear. Okay. All right. And a lot of times in this group here, and what I've seen over the past, over you know, years of seeing this kind of stuff happening, they get mesmerized by everything. Pretty soon, you know, they get, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of trying to move towards spiritual things and trying to jump on, things, you know, and pretty soon, but they just get off, okay? But, but we don't want to be off either, right? You don't want to be on one end of the spectrum just saying it just, you know, coincidentally just thundered. And the other end of the spectrum, they're over here. God's trying to say something, walking, well, an angel of the Lord, okay? And then we might think, well, that, that shouldn't matter. Well, it might. It might matter because... You know, it wasn't just an angel talking to Jesus. It was the Father Himself. Come on. And verse 30, Jesus answered and said, This voice, come on, He knew who talked, did not come because of me, but for your sake. In other words, I know who's talking. <laughs> you know, you get, you get into chapter 13. I don't think I gave him in this, but that might, we might talk about it later. But in chapter 13, the beginning first few verses of that, uh, you know, the Word makes it real clear. Jesus knew who He was. He's clear on it. He knew who He was, but it says this, He knew where He came from, and He knew where He was going. He knew who He was, right? Well, why? Because He he followed God. Come on. God will communicate and talk. He just makes sure He just, and that's why Jesus made it real clear. You know, I don't do anything unless I, you know, see the Father do it. Okay, somewhere along the line, he's connecting and seeing things. Amen. Spirit of God walking him through things. I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it. So somebody, he's communing with God. God's speaking, talking. Then he, he goes and does or goes and says like he's supposed to. And he's productive. He's fruitful. That's why there are times he might show up on the scene and everybody in the room gets healed. And then there's sometimes you show up on the scene, one person gets delivered, even though there's all kinds of sick people all around. He goes into an area, delivers one person, walks back out. But he was fruitful on everything he did. That's why, you know, you know when you know, they're trying to manipulate and say things, come on now, trying to hang him up and get him caught up in something, and he'd go down to doodling on the ground. What's he doing? Waiting to hear. Uh, we remember said has an idea what he's doodling, but I don't know. He might have just been doodling. Look at the sun. Cool. Here's a mountain. Somebody said, "Well, no, it could have. It could have been exactly what he was doing." And they're all sitting there like, "What's he doing? Well, what's he doing? I don't know. God, these guys. I don't. I, you, go figure. I, don't, I, don't, I think we got him this time. I think we hung him up this time. He doesn't know what to do." Stand. He without sin cast the first stone. Oh! (laughs) Takes a moment, you know. Do we pay taxes or not? Hmm. Well, give me a coin. Huh? Give me a coin. Whose inscription is that? Well, it's... Caesar's. Well, give Caesar's what's Caesar's and give God what's God's. How's that? <laughs> How did he know all that? How did he do this? I mean, times he's going along and they're pushing him off 
going to push him off a cliff. They're all, a whole mob of them pushing him and pushing him. And he goes and just rolls with it, I guess. You know, he went to the edge and said, nope. Well, you know, you stop. How, how can we let him go that far? I, 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 don't, I don't, you know, I just, you know, sometimes all that stuff, I think about those things. Yeah. So he pushed you that far, and I think he just got to the end and says, no, that, this is what God showed me. So he, the word said he just literally turned, walked through the midst of them. The people that were pushing him. So he just turns and just, nah, I ain't going out that way. I can't, I can't go this way, you know. So he goes this way, and they all just let him walk around by. You know, I, you know, I'm just saying, you know, he didn't do anything, didn't say anything. And so the point being is everything that he, was, he did, he was being led, and it was, those, it was in those little biddings and those little promptings that brought success and victory that brings the blessing, that brings you into your promised land, that brings you into a stress-free living. Why? Just by hearing God and following God. Amen. And next week we'll take up with about this de- developing the ear to hear. Amen. So we'll spend, we'll spend some time doing that, talking about the developed ear. Praise God. Amen. Sound good? All right. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a praise. Come on now. Amen. All right. Why don't you all stand up? Let me pray over you and and we'll let you go here. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor. Once again, thank you for your word and for these principles today. And Father, I do uh, give praise that this people here today, those here today, those listening and watching by internet, Lord, that they do have an ear to hear. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Lord. Uh, you're opening the eyes of our understanding that we can see these things better and clearer. Praise God. Get answers. Get clarity. Praise God. Maybe give, get direction in some things. Praise the Lord. And Father, we just give you praise for all of that. Father, we're grateful that you, you do commune and fellowship and talk. And, and we're grateful for your voice. We're grateful for the biddings and the promptings and the leadings. We're grateful, Lord God, for just, uh, just directing us in everyday affairs. Praise God. Dealing with these things. Helping us with these things. And for that, we give you the praise and the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, turn to somebody and say, I'm so glad you got an ear to hear. Praise God. And you are dismissed. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.